Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1798, Rooted in the Fundamentals, by Ross Enemite of rosstraining.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Sunday if you're listening in real time and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. It's kind of like an audiobook, but with articles instead and articles from a bunch of different authors and always with permission from the sites, of course, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, don't forget on Fridays, I do something a little different. That's where I answer your questions. You can send me a question by going to oldpodcast.com slash ask or email it directly to health at oldpodcast.com. All right, and with that, let's hear today's article and continue optimizing your life. Rooted in the Fundamentals by Ross Enemite of rosstraining.com. After sharing an outdoor conditioning video, I received several emails from viewers who were surprised to see me working with what they described as basic exercises. For instance, one reader was shocked that I still perform push-ups and pull-ups. He was expecting to see more challenging variations. Another reader asked what could be done to intensify sledgehammer swings and hill runs. He continued by stating his assumption that I filmed these basic exercises to provide options for novice spectators. No expiration date. Unfortunately, his assumption is false. I am not of the opinion that once we progress beyond certain exercises, that such movements offer nothing in return. When performed at a brisk pace or when combined with other movements, I still find traditional calisthenics to be challenging and effective. I certainly don't limit myself to traditional push-ups and pull-ups, but I'm also not beyond them. Occasionally, working with less intense movements has proved useful to me for many years. I am still able to work at a brisk pace and receive conditioning benefits while my body is given a break from heavier, more intense loading. As for the sledgehammer swings and hill runs, these are activities that rarely require elaborate modifications. I have performed both activities for over 20 years, and I'm still challenged when I work at a fast pace. This isn't to say that you can't include variety on occasion, but there is no need to significantly alter an exercise or drill that is already effective. Sure, you can run faster and longer, or swing faster and heavier, but complex modifications are rarely needed. Regrettably, many modern athletes and trainers shy away from useful exercises because they appear to be too basic. The fallacy is that basic movements must always be modified or intensified. Yet oddly enough, I have never seen anyone who has outgrown heavy sledgehammer swings or continuous hill sprints. 
these simple exercises have always gotten the best of me, and I don't expect that to ever change. Flash versus substance. Perhaps it is necessary to remind certain readers that the relevance of an exercise or routine is not based on visual appeal. Speaking as a trainer, I admit that it isn't very exciting to watch one of my athletes run up and down a hill. It is naturally more exciting to witness a physical display that captures your attention immediately. For example, if you lift a heavy load from the ground, spectators will instantly take notice. The same could be said of a challenging bodyweight feat. Conversely, if you're running 400-meter repeats, I wouldn't expect the same attention unless you are a Michael Johnson clone. Continuous conditioning activities tend to lack visual appeal. It is not that exciting to watch the same motions performed over and over and over again. In fact, three of my preferred activities could be categorized as such, meaning they're effective but boring to watch. Sledgehammer swings, hill sprints, and heavy sandbag carries are prime examples. Each is challenging and effective, yet will never attract widespread attention. Consequently, I've noticed many athletes whose supplemental training has shifted away from fundamental movements and more towards visually appealing exercises. As a result, their supplemental training is based more on achieving certain exercises as opposed to using exercises to enhance their sport performance. As a result, the work performed does not always reflect the sporting needs of the athlete. The fact that you have progressed to a challenging exercise doesn't necessarily mean you've improved for your sport. And please note, I am not making these statements to suggest that athletes shouldn't set challenging goals. I am also not suggesting that the attainment of a challenging feat offers nothing in return. There certainly can be benefits that assist the athlete. I simply remind athletes to focus their attention primarily towards exercises or routines that offer the most in return, based on their sporting needs. For instance, a boxer in a six-week training camp will likely benefit more from hill sprints and sledgehammer swings as opposed to achieving a visually appealing bodyweight feat. Final thoughts. In summary, an athlete's training is intended to improve his performance when competing. Athletes should seek attention when they perform, not when they train. Oftentimes, it is necessary to work through exercises or drills that lack visual appeal. Don't confuse the lack of attention for a lack of potential. You may not attract onlookers by continually running a hill or swinging a sledgehammer, but it is this type of work that will allow you to perform in ways that eventually attract the attention of fans in the crowd. Never assume that you are too good for the basics. A strong foundation that is built from the fundamentals will never outgrow the fundamentals. You just listened to the post titled Rooted in the Fundamentals by Ross Enemite of rostraining.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now 
and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed onlookers when I used to train at a gym. I now have a gym in my garage, so I no longer have to make that trip. But when I used to work out at a gym, first you should know that I'm not that big of a dude. I'm not really all that tall. I won't tell you my exact height, but I'm definitely over five feet, but underwhelming when you meet me in person. And so for me, it would always be kind of an ego boost and I'm gonna show you what I got in the gym when I'd be able to, let's say, deadlift over 300 pounds. I remember I could see in the mirror, guys would be looking at me, they'd see me with that bar loaded with all that weight and I could just see the looks in their eyes. They're like, he's never gonna lift that. I don't know what he's thinking. And then I would lift it and I could see their eyes. I ended up focusing too much on the onlookers at the gym and making sure that I'm doing flashy moves with heavy, heavy weights. And that was exactly when I re-aggravated my back. And so yes, Ross is absolutely right. Forget the onlookers, forget flashy moves and stick to the basics. If you can do the basics perfectly where each rep is perfect and correct, you're still gonna achieve some results. Now you don't wanna do the same number of reps and same number of sets, because then, like I said earlier this week, the body will adapt. But if you can do these basic moves perfectly while mixing things up by altering weight, by altering sets and reps and things like that, you can achieve maximum efficiency of your muscles without getting injured like I did. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being here every day. Thank you for sharing the show with someone. Don't forget, I'll be back here in just a second with a bonus episode. So, Stay tuned for that where your optimal life awaits.